Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's BudPod 119, and we're in person. 119 feeling fine because we are in a room together once more. It's it's COVID safe, it's technically compliant, and we didn't push it back by four weeks. No, very, very topical stuff there, Pierre. Yes, uh, the, the, the further easing of lockdown, although at this point it's like what? Not wearing masks and social distancing. Yeah. Has been pushed a further four weeks, another four weeks surprising apparently everyone but me <laughs> i don't understand when when the news it got came leaked through, like a week in advance and they were like everyone's yeah. like it's gonna be delayed four weeks and everyone was like just not listening apparently when yeah, they were told like that. i'll ignore that uh, I, I i don't understand people or the headlines or the newspapers are like boris has d- another four weeks can you believe it <laughs> and i'm i'm just saying that going i'm amazed we haven't delayed it so far I'm amazed. This is I'm amazed. It's only the last step we've had to delay. Yeah. And and what I want to say is, to everyone who's who who's shocked or upset that another four week delay, it's like, how dare you <laughs> expect the best possible outcome <laughs> of anything? Yeah. yeah. Who are these people who expect that was the best possible outcome and people are annoyed that the best possible outcome hasn't happened i don't understand this mindset they're looking at and they go they at a craps table and they go well i expect i'll roll sevens (laughs) and when they don't they're like what's going on supposed to be sevens (laughs) pointing at the croupier resign resign i just don't get it obviously like they're the same people who thought it was an overreaction to do the stuff that would have stopped the delay uh, as in, um, so they're, they're, yeah, uh, as, as in restrict travel and yeah, all that other stuff. They want to go on a for, a foreign holiday, foreign yeah. holidays. Yeah, nothing is more important to the British public than foreign holidays. I, I did not realize how important foreign holidays. I had no idea. The, it's because the... we're foreign holidays all the time. <laughs> Everywhere we go, we're foreign holidays. <laughs> foreign holidays, of course, was a wonderful singer. In... <laughs> she had the voice of an angel. Foreign holidays. Her sister Billy. <laughs> Took a lot of limelight away. The holidays, the sisters. <laughs> but yeah, people every, every every couple of months, the news is on. The news goes to some miserable old bald bastard, <laughs> and they're like, uh, "What do you think about the new travel restrictions? It's terrible. I booked my holiday five five months ago. It's like, why are you booking holidays? <laughs> what planet have you lived on for the last year and a half? Yeah, like they're carefully digging a vegetable garden at the Somme. <laughs> and when some artillery takes it out, they, oh, I mean, honestly, they said it would be over by Christmas. Th- this is the thing: is I'm amazed how literally some people live, how literally some people process the information yeah. they're given. If something says you can book, you you are allowed to book holidays. 
okay, I will book holidays. Yeah. And it will happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you are allowed to book. There's no guarantee yeah. <laughs> that it'll happen. I don't... I, Do I mean, think, maybe... I, I mean, fundamentally, this is optimism versus pessimism. And you and I are natural pessimists. Yes. And so we don't understand optimism. Do you think they see the world, these people, as a kind of awful casino that keeps tricking them? Well, no, because then they would stop taking all these risks. Well, there's the question, isn't it? Because they surely must bump against this particular brick wall rather regularly. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a it's the difference in what our memories preserve. Their yeah. memories preserve the times things go well. Our memories preserve the times things go badly. I think that might be it. I mean, you and I, a friend of the podcast and 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 host of the co-host of the very successful Laughable Pod, Garrett Millerick. Ah, yes, old Garrett. Garrett um, good, old, good old Garrett. Gats. He yeah, <laughs> he was chatting to me and um, Ahir Shah when we were in Adelaide years ago. And um, he, we, we discovered in the course of this conversation that he has like the most like perfect negative memory of all of us, as in the purest negative. Memory. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got. He's like, um, uh, what's that uh, movie where the janitor is really smart? How'd you oh, like, how'd um, you like them apples? <laughs> yeah, um, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, yeah. He's the Goodwill Hunting of of being cunted <laughs> off by people. <laughs> or um, the one where Russell Crowe's writing maths on a window. Beautiful mind. There you go, yeah. Russell Crowe window maths. <laughs> that's him with people being rude to him. People he doesn't know. People, It's not like he remembers the names. He remembers strangers yeah. doing it, like with crystal clear... For years and years. Yeah, he's got like a Sherlock Holmes mind palace of... <laughs> of guns. Of guns, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very funny to talk to him about it. Um, and he's, he, got, he did a routine about it. He wasn't... He, me and Ahir and him had a very funny conversation in Adelaide years ago. And a routine came out of it, which I think... Um, is on one of his albums, so look for up Garrett Millerick, uh, his albums. Anyway, there's two, Sunflower and... Anyway, doesn't matter. That's enough promo for him. <laughs> Can't remember the name of the other album. I'm sure he'll forgive me. Or he'll remember it forever. That's the point. Yes, he will. He's going to remember this. <laughs> Literally remember this forever. it forever. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I just... I, I, it's only in, in conversations with my, my girlfriend where I've, I've discovered why... Because you and I are freelancers, right? So our holidays are, are quite random and quite rare. Yeah, basically never. I, I I I just from time to time, if I get work abroad, yeah, or even in a different town, I go. This is also my holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just holiday in the morning, and then is it work in the evening? <laughs> I'm having a lovely, now. relaxing time in uh, Gothenburg, Sweden. Despite the fact that I'll have to make a load of strangers who are listening to me in a second language laugh for over an hour in seven hours. Yeah, it's not the most relaxing thing. But if you work in an office, you have to take like your 21 days or whatever it is a year. Right. So if you don't take it and don't take it and don't take it, it'll all have to like cluster right at the end or you lose it. Yep. So, okay, I get that you have these days you have to spend. Yep. But I'm amazed still at the, the lust with which people are looking I'm at. I'm amazed at the Same. surprise. I'm amazed at the surprise when yeah. things go don't go to plan. Yeah. Do you think it's because you and I are either from countries or have parents who grew up in countries where it was genuinely just like, well, the government said there to be a road, but that doesn't mean anything. I, th I think there's an element of that. There's yeah. got to be. Yeah. I think there is an element of that. Um, Whereas in the UK, government is dead, isn't it? Yeah, well, institutions are held to account. They're held to account, but also they actually do stuff. Like there's an NHS and the post works. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, 
What do you mean, Dad's not here? Like it's this whole. The only the, the main exception to that is trains, I guess. When you're like, if trains yeah. like people like uh, just go, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't really apply elsewhere. Yeah, that is strange. I don't know. I, yeah, but I, I I I was amazed at all the. I, <laughs> you know, the, you see the thing. Um, the G seven had their meeting in Cornwall. Yeah. And they had a barbecue. This is the one about the climate that Boris Johnson took a plane to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plane yeah. to Cornwall, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know you could I didn't even know you could take a plane to Cornwall. Well They built a whole runway for this yeah. one arrival. The runway is made of uranium. This is all the worst <laughs> thing for the environment ever. They had a big meeting about how someday they hope to start to possibly use less coal. Yes. Yeah. Something like a that. <laughs> um, a, a real step forward. A huge step forward. And as they said it, they were very carefully lighting the coal for the barbecue. And also, incredibly, Pierre, um, this G7, um, they've said that um, they should probably uh, think about keeping an eye on China. <laughs> I don't know. If, uh, it, it, this yeah. is a real... They've said they're going to try and use this coal and that sh they should keep an eye on China. Yeah. It, it, it's one for the history books, this G7. It's a level of genius that makes you realize that these are, this is why these are the people in charge. They've also said that Russia's getting a bit aggressive. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, how how they figure yeah. the, these things out? I think that's what they said. I couldn't hear it over the artillery fire coming from the Ukrainian border. <laughs> I think they said that. But yeah. Five years ago. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. And now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still going. Fucking hell. So I, I just cannot believe every time one of these huge international um, leader meetings happens. Yeah. I'm like, okay, great. They're going to discuss some some new new things. We need to work on climate change. Uh, China's getting a bit uppity. All right, see you. See you next time. It's insane. They it's ridiculous. Just stand around and go. You having a good G seven? Just to each other in uh, nice areas. Yeah. So they're having this useless meeting, and or seemingly useless anyway. But they had this barbecue, right? But the press were like, they're not wearing masks. Oh yeah. At the barbecue, and they're mixing. Right. And it's like... Ketchup and barbecue sauce. <laughs> Gross. What is it called? Mary Rose sauce. Oh, yeah. Ketchup and uh, mayonnaise. Yeah. Yeah. Delish. Mary Rose? <laughs> Question mark. Mary, have you done this? Headline. <laughs> Mary Rose, what have you done to the sauces? <laughs> You've tripped and tipped all the mayonnaise into the ketchup jar. And that's how it was born, yeah. Mary Rose. <laughs> Sorry. Try it. But they got a quote from uh, a guy who runs two pubs in Essex. Oh, yeah. In one of the articles about outrage because they have masks. Right. And it's like, they're world leaders. I hope they're all double jabbed. Yeah. If they're not, that's insane. But... I'm, I mean, Joe Biden is drinking a pint of vaccine every morning, surely. <laughs> He's Joe AstraZeneca Biden at this point. Like he's, there's so much in him that it's he's part of the company now. Yeah, exactly. So this guy who owns two pubs in Essex did a tweet which was like, "Oh, if this was a pub, the council would give them some sort of um, fine, but just because it's the G7, oh, you carry on. Hashtag enough is enough. As if the G7 had had 50 consecutive barbecues." <laughs> hundreds of guests and it's like just because it's the g7 it's fine and you want to take this guy aside and go yeah you get it yeah that's that's basically it you bang on different situation 
is different. <laughs> the number of tweets that are yeah. different situation has turned out differently. <laughs> different standards have been applied to a completely different situation. This is not right. And you want to say to him, you know, everyone at that barbecue has nukes. <laughs> and like armies or air, air force, uh, whole economy, gold mines, like you name it. These guys are important. You are a man who runs two pubs. And I'm not saying that doesn't make you a, a so person important. of certain standing. No, of course not. In your community. But the idea of looking at the G7 and going, well, I see flying a private jet to Cornwall to meet the Prime Minister of Italy is okay for them. <laughs> but when I desperately attempt to do it, it doesn't make any sense. It's absolutely not analogous, but they will persist. I think these people and the holiday surprise people are a Venn diagram that is one circle. Right. I think they're the same. They're just permanently hands on hips, bright red face. Mm. Mm. It's outrageous. They just say things like it's outrageous. <laughs> Every now and then something outrageous does happen. But these people, I think they wake up outraged. Yeah. I've never understood people who are surprised by bad things. <laughs> that's, 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 that's my my main life experience is like why are people surprised that a bad thing has happened yeah looking quizzically around the room as people clutch their heads and <laughs> 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 looking around oh these guys didn't expect that yeah I think well maybe yeah well the trouble is that the we'd be, we'd be having you know how they say like blondes have more fun yeah these people have more fun than us oh yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah, yeah. They they walk around credulous as hell. <laughs> Although, yeah, maybe they don't get the same high we do if we go to the ice cream van and they still have the ice cream we want. Because I suppose we get to go. Oh, a good thing has happened. I thought it'd be sold out. So we're starting from a lower base, but we do get a high. Well, food is the only thing I get excited about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, animal-based stuff. Animal products, rat, but like rat brain stuff. I mean, like food, oh, I see food, food shelter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Food shelter copulation. The only yeah. thing. <laughs> Ideally, bread. all at once. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you don't want to copulate in the rain with a chicken drumstick. You want a roof. <laughs> <laughs> Out in the park in a thunderstorm, eating, eating a big turkey leg and shagging, ah, <laughs> like some Viking god. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a triangle. You you need you need all three points of the triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Was it Laszlo's Laszlo's pyramid hierarchy of needs? Is it Laszlo? Yeah, it is Laszlo. Maslow. 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 It's not Laszlo because I said Laszlo and I was wrong and I remember that the other day. What is it? Hierarchy of needs. I think it's Maslow. I think it's Maslow. It's a Hungarian name. Maslow. I'm Hungarian for some chicken drumsticks right now. Maslow. I'm Hungarian. <laughs> yes, Maslow. Yes. An American psychologist, but where's his name from? Where's his name from? Oh, his parents were first generation Jewish immigrants from Kiev. Now Kiev, Ukraine. There you go. Okay, he's Ukrainian. Knowing where Maslow's name is from is at the top of your hierarchy of needs <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah. It's way above shelter. 
I'd lose a roof to find out uh, where Maslow's family name is from. <laughs> Kiev, Ukraine. Kiev, so, Ukraine. Right, yeah. Delicious. A city stuffed with garlic butter. <laughs> yes, the river is garlic butter. Right through the center. Oozing. Yeah. And it always leaks. <laughs> yeah. It always leaks it always into the leaks. suburbs. Yeah. And they have to kind of try and burn that bit to keep it in. Um, uh, I think uh, that would be a good, like, I, I would rather go to a savory Willy Wonka factory. Yes. With a garlic butter river filled with drowned fat little German boys. This is another thing you and I have in common. We're, we're, we're savory boys. Savory boys, salt and fat, please, madam. Salt and fat. <laughs> yeah. Salt and fat and umami. Salt, fat, yeah. and umami. <laughs> Yummy. I finally figured out um, how to slow cook lamb. Okay. I've been trying. Haven't had a lot on. Tell me how. <laughs> you got to get a dish with a lid, boy. Oh, yeah. Dish with a lid, seven hours. Seven hours. Six or seven hours at the lowest, like 120, 110, like very Are you doing low. it in wine or in tomatoes? Or, or? Yeah, it's a bit of stock. Yeah. Get a stock in there. Depends what flavor lamb you want. I realized, like, um, do you have foods that, because you never cook them at home, they're what you mainly order in restaurants? Yeah, well, I find it very hard to order pasta or pizza in a restaurant now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um, chicken. I have it with chicken. Yeah. Right? I make chicken. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas if we're talking beef, mm-hmm. talking lamb, yep. or something fiddly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something beyond my skills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what I go for. Niche meats. <laughs> What's the nichest meat you've had? I think we've probably had this discussion. Ooh. Ah. I, I've i had like weird like um, antelope. Antelope, yeah. Like kudu. Like like kudu and stuff, yeah. I never had crocodile. I had the chance to, but they were like, oh, it's like chicken, but it's a bit fishy. And I was like, no then. Yeah, yeah. Did I describe it that way to you? Maybe. It's, I had it's certainly what I've heard in about Australia it. once. Yeah. And it is like a fishy chicken. And it's not particularly nice. No. That's why no one ever goes, dice up the tuna and the chicken. And then like, it's a bad combo. Also like after, by this point, We've we've found the meats that are nice. <laughs> if there's a meat out there and yeah. it's really good, we found it. Yeah. It's not there's not going to be anything left that we got. Wow, um, fucking uh, orangutans are delicious. Because yeah. if if they were, we'd be eating them right now. We'd, we'd, we'd be no. farming orangutans. Everyone's eaten everything. The only thing that was apparently super delicious that we don't have is giant tortoises. Oh yeah. <laughs> big bowl of soup on legs they come in a bowl they come in a bowl they want us to <laughs> <laughs> wearing that's, that bowl that's a victim blaming for a, for a tortoise yeah but what was a tortoise wearing was it wearing, was a, it bowl? wearing a bowl well if it was wearing a bowl how can you blame someone for wanting to eat it it was wearing two bowls <laughs> it was a crock pot it was a walking crock pot of delicious meat. it was meats. a walking pressure cooker <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, no one's ever going to go, we finally tried sloth. <laughs> and as long as you, poetically enough, slow cook it, <laughs> maybe sloth would be like the juiciest meat ever because they don't move. It's not going to be gamey, is it? From no. ranging the plains. Very marbled, I imagine, with fat. A marbled sloth. <laughs> oh. Marbled sloth. You can sear that guy on either side. 
With those little little clacky claws as you flip it. Still has the legs on. <laughs> you know the sloth moves so slowly they grow mold on their fur. They grow like algae and moss. Moss. Moss can grow on their fur. I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, that's slow, baby. That is so slow. Like their hearts, they they when they die, sometimes their hearts just stop. I think they also account for something like an like an extraordinary amount of biomass. Well, I don't know what this fact is about sloth. Yeah. Yeah, but but in sloth biomass, this is the kind of fun sloth podcast we are. Biomass. But in sloth bio biomass. Sloth. And there's some that's some there's some unbelievable biomass. statistic about the power of sloth. Yeah, six reasons why this lazy animal is something something. <laughs> they look um, like stoned twelve-year-old skateboarding kids. I yeah, think. they've got their little bowl haircut. They mean well though. They 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 are stoners, but they don't hurt no one. They're fine. They're sto- they're like they're like junior hippies. Yeah, they're junior hippies. Uh, they got little claws. They have claws, stomach. They only eat leaves, blah, blah, blah. They have a four-chambered stomach like a cow's. Wow. Fair enough. There's nothing there about how much biomass they make up in the forest. Maybe I've done this fact. <sighs> it, 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 I mean, the link had something with biomass in it. Sticky ribs, what? <laughs> yeah, you're right. It sounds delicious. Delic- sticky sloth ribs. <laughs> with biomass on the side. Got Can I have of- a pot of biomass, please? Do you do sort of tomato... Chopped tomato biomass. <laughs> Where's the biomass section? Oh, it's just in the back. Ah, Sloth yeah. consu- sloths consume algae, al- algae, algae from their. Fo- oh my god! On Barolo, Colorado Island in pa- Panama, sloths have been es- estimated to comprise seventy percent of the biomass. This of is the fact mammals. I heard: seventy percent of the biomass. But that's on in one this, particular island. In this particular place, yeah, okay. it's just all sloths. Sloth Island. Welcome <laughs> to Sloth. Island. <laughs> <laughs> Just this big fat sleepy guy. Oh, we've isolated the geos. <laughs> you were so busy thinking about whether you might, you you almost did. <laughs> it's not as good, is it? <laughs> Life will probably find a way. That's Sloth Island's motto. Life will probably find a way. I don't know. Slow girl. <laughs> they do move slowly. In well, not herds, but I can't really see. I think those are all the uh, Jurassic Park. I think we got them all. Or, yeah. Apart from various, you know, screams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sloth Island. We've found a way to make humans even lazier and fatter. <laughs> you just isolate what makes sloth so lazy. <laughs> So sleepy, that would be a real. the 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 amazing thing about these about conspir- I know we rag on conspiracy theorists all the time. Is that whenever they do a conspiracy theory, where it's like they're trying to poison you to make money, mm. and it's like, well, keep us alive if you want to make money. Yeah, it's never like you know who makes money? Coca Cola, because Coke doesn't kill people. Yeah, it, it it makes them want more of it. Yes. So like getting the DNA from sloths. Drink Coke. Drink Coke. <laughs> getting the DNA. <laughs> Drink Coke. It makes my life better. And say what you want about it. It won't kill you. It won't kill you. Directly. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It won't kill you. Father Time will take care of that. <laughs> Father Time, sponsored by Coke. You know, Father Time only has a red saw because he... <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. So His giant red clock used to be green. <laughs> I love it every year when the Father Time truck goes around the UK. <laughs> and they just blare all the classics like, death is coming for you. Yeah, Father Time's a coming. Father, times are coming. Better write your will now. All the kids running, yeah. And as the kids chase the van, they just age into dust. <laughs> <laughs> as they sprint off to the van, they crumble into skeletons, and everyone goes, "Yeah, <laughs> time." <laughs> but that would be a good conspiracy. Where they go, these scientists are trying to isolate what makes sloths fat and lazy, and putting it in humans. Yeah. Then we're easier to control. Then we're just slowly eating leaves all day. Yeah. That's what they want or whatever. Well, have you noticed that the the abundance of vegetable delivery boxes has increased in the last few years? <laughs> that sloth leaves. That's that creeping I, sloth for that's you. <laughs> <laughs> that is creeping sloth in our cities and towns. The only way a sloth can move. That's true. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's a tautology, a creeping sloth. You imagine a sloth with the way their bodies look, which is like a sort of pouch with long, clawed, floppy limbs. Yeah. Sprinting. Scary. <coughs> Terrifying. It'd be like a big hairy spider. Like 28 Days Later, something horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you saw a sloth sprinting, you'd... Oh, I'm thinking about it now. It's horrible. It's really disgusting image. Big floppy sh- limbs with quite sharp sort of claws at the end. Sort of swinging like um, the way that um, Conor, Conor McGregor does that horrible strut walk when he's in the ring. <laughs> like rotating his elbows in circles, which Ugh. is so... Something about it looks disgusting. I can't quite figure out what it is. Um, but that would be a better conspiracy in this time of ridiculous conspiracies. That they're putting sloth genes in the water supply. Yeah, something like that. So we can all grow moss on our bums and eat that. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I booked my second vaccine. Did you? Second dose, yeah. What month is it in? 
August. The Mine's most in, August of months. Mine is in August. Mine's towards the end of August. I'm going to be an 11-week boy. 11-week between the two doses. Is it supposed to be 12? They say between 8 and 12 weeks. Okay, you're pretty much bang on there. Yeah. How are your antibodies feeling? They're good. <laughs> They're okay. They're still getting settled. <laughs> I'll let them know to, to, to talk to me if they need anything. <laughs> Showing them around the place. Uh, I mean, I, I don't feel particularly different. I, I guess that means they're... They're doing all right. The yeah, man. Bodies, the old T cells. Well, actually, we should say, speaking of uh, all right, I don't know. I can't do a transition. I've just remembered this. Well, we should say thank you to all the podbuds who came to the Palladium. Yes, yes. The London Palladium. Thank you for coming to the London Palladium on on Saturday uh, to watch my stand up performance. There you go. Um, really appreciate it, you guys. There it were loads. There were so many there of you. Loads of you, and loads of pod buds in, which was so nice. Yeah. Pierre, Pierre opened the show, which was wonderful. Yeah, good. And fun. both times, Pierre said, "Any any bud pod listens in," and there was a. <laughs> and they all seemed to come from the same spot. It's like they booked the tickets together. There was some sort of plan. Well, on the second show, they had a couple of boxes even. And then there was a kind of smattering in the uh, stalls, and then a couple up there. Oh, okay, so they were spread out. But it was like a kind of belt, a yes. belt of podbuds, yeah. But it was great. What fun! It um, was good. It was good. It was it was man being in that huge historic room. Very historic, like a wedding cake. It was stacked up. Yeah, beautiful in the London's glittering West End. And, and we were reminded a couple of days beforehand where Bruce Forsyth's ashes are. Yes, under the stage. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there. Big chinned ghost. Uh, famously difficult man. What is he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah famously, yeah. Well, I don't think... He, it's hard to be in entertainment that long and not end up quite difficult. He, um... When you, when you are literally... You must... He must have felt, by the end of it, fucking indestructible. <laughs> Do you think he's like Superman and we should have been grateful for him, but also grateful that he he wasn't... Willing to abuse the full extent of his power. Yeah. yeah. Fear and respect. It's like, yeah, it's like when they say about Superman or Dr. Manhattan in the, in the comic books, God exists and he's American. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the relief with which they say that. It's a similar thing with Bruce Forsyth. God exists and he's British. <laughs> People kneeling in front of him. <laughs> what would be the equivalent like Doctor um, Doctor Manhattan helping uh, in in Watchmen? Doctor Manhattan helping Nixon win Vietnam. It'd be Bruce Forsyth striding across the Falklands, glowing blue, <laughs> smashing Argentinian planes. <laughs> nice to see you. <laughs> yeah, grabbing the. The, the cannons on the b- destroyers and just, <laughs> just bending them with one hand. Going, higher? <laughs> higher or lower? Tap dancing on the airfield, smashing it to bits. <laughs> <laughs> El chin grande! <laughs> All the Argentinians, the big chin. El chin grande! Senor Forsyth! Ah! Running, sprinting. There's lasers coming out of his eyes. <laughs> uh, 
also the theater where Tommy Cooper died, his last yeah. performance where he died doing doing his set and everyone kept laughing, thinking it was part of the, the show. Yeah. And what I didn't realize, which I found out, they continued the show. Did they? Yeah, they 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 pulled they they pulled old um Tommy away and apparently the I think the the closer was a magician or something. Yeah. And and a couple of the You don't want to be that guy. Well they they ran up to his restroom and just like Hey, John, how's it going? Haha, <laughs> wow, a lovely crowd out there. Because behind him, through the window, they were just carting off Tommy Cooper's body into a oh my god, into a van. Jesus and Christ! Like, so someone sent, like, I don't know, a runner up saying, "Distract John the magician," <laughs> and they ran up and was like, "Hey, wow, it's a lovely day we're having in there." Just get right behind him and just Tommy Cooper being wheeled off. Oh my god! But it's amazing that they continue with the show. I mean, that is, that is, that is some pre '90s shit. That is some old school showbiz. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, well, I know that you've just been shot, but... Yeah, people have got their tickets. People there. want one-liners. Yeah. So do it then. Yeah. <laughs> God. I heard that like they tried to bring the curtain down on the whole thing. But the way that the curtain dropped, his legs were just like poking out. That's right, yeah. And everyone thought it was like... Because that is funny. That is funny. And everyone went, oh, definitely a joke then. As his legs twitched. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, it, how fucking old was he? Late seventies, right? Like yeah, old. Yeah, it wasn't. Let's see, Tommy Cooper. It wasn't Forsyth old, I don't think. He wasn't Forsyth old, but who among us will ever be Forsyth old? Um, Bruce Forsyth was so old that he was born literally before sliced bread. <laughs> Tommy Cooper, and, and coming from you know abroad, can I just say an absolutely terrifying looking man. Tommy Cooper, yes, he is quite a, he was quite a scary Every guy. British celebrity, of his, yeah. all those British celebrities are fucking terrifying. British celebrities from before the 80s yeah. all look like street caricatures of themselves. Yeah, massive heads, insane features, chins, yeah. noses, ears, eyes, all boggling, yeah. stretching. No subtlety in their smiles. Just It's like someone's gone... Smile to the physical limits of what your, your face and muscles will do. Do you think it's because TVs were lower resolution? <laughs> and they were literally like, we need someone with a big face. I think what it was is coming out of theater, theater yeah. traditions where you had to yeah. be big at all times. Huge. Hey, yeah. Just massive. Because people just wouldn't see you otherwise. Uh, 63, not that old. Gosh, 63. Tom yeah, not that old, eh? If it's only he had the oh. foresight to live longer the foresight ah. that's why Bruce Forsyth li- lived so long because he had such foresight that's, it's in his name yeah his parents were Thomas H. Cooper a Welsh recruiting sergeant in the British army and then coal miner whoa bloody wow. hell yeah oh that's rough oh hey Tommy Cooper was in the desert rats in North Africa what are the desert rats desert rats Montgomery against Rommel oh wow so it's he like, fought yeah 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 yeah, yeah. well so he served in the army for seven years, uh, but then he was in the Naffy Entertainment Party, so he did magic tricks in the war as well. And he, that's where he got his fez. One evening in Cairo, during a sketch where he was supposed to be in a costume that needed a pith oh. helmet, he forgot the prop, so he reached out and borrowed a fez from a passing waiter, which got huge laughs. Wow. He wore the fez when performing after that. God, oh. that must have been... You know what? People have a lot of negative things to say about the Second World War, but that sounds bloody brilliant. <laughs> the North Africa stuff actually looks pretty bloody brilliant. There you go, yeah. yeah. Like like the Morocco-Casablanca stuff looks fucking sweet. It's just like <laughs> drinking and Humphrey Bogart and lovely suits, the occasional battle, but it wasn't like... 
It wasn't dev. It didn't doesn't look like fucking devastating. You were either yeah. blown to bits or you were having champagne. There was no like suffer. There was no prolonged suffering. It does. You don't. You do see a lot less of it. There's some amazing footage I remember seeing from a documentary of art of of a night artillery barrage uh-huh. in the desert on German and Italian lines. So it's like the desert at night, being lit up intermittently like strobe lighting by Beautiful. these huge guns, while. I think the Black Watch, but certainly the Highlanders, m- march across perfectly flat, you know, like music video flat desert. Yeah. With their kilts and bagpipes going in the night in the Ridiculous. desert with these <laughs> like lightning. So insane. Just whoa, just towards the amazing, really amazing. When you see kilts in the desert, you're like, the world is strange. <laughs> the North Africa campaign was where the South African tank regiments were. Uh-huh. And they went through North Africa and then up through Sicily into Italy. That's um. That's the other bit of Second World War that looks really fun. You know those bits where um, soldiers are just sat on a tank as it rolls calmly through a village. Uh, <laughs> that looks brilliant. That looks so fun. <laughs> and they're just like having a cigarette on top yeah. of the tank, and they're just in their white singlets. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they're throwing candy bars at. They get given grateful a- villagers. I love that. They get given that. an apple by a woman in a headscarf. Oh, so nice! <laughs> and all the buildings have vines and ah. Oh. That's the war experience I would have wanted. I wanted to be sat on a tank rolling through the Italian countryside. Were they um, that 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 scene, otherwise known as the bit before everything goes wrong in the single player mission of the World War Two video game you're playing mm. or movie you are watching? Yeah, Captain Crowley's mandolin. Yeah, 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 and it's in uh, Fury as well. I think it happens, and like Saving oh, Private Ryan, yeah. it's in all on the tank rolling. Out, hey, McNulty, you got any more damn cigarettes left? There's always some shit like that, and they go, eh, and they make some joke. Yeah, you keep smoking, you're gonna turn into a cigarette. And then, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's maybe a sniper shot on McNulty. Yeah, <laughs> it pings off the tank, and they all jump off. It writes itself at a certain point. Oh, yeah. I mean, you and I have probably watched and played so much World War II stuff we could just go on autopilot and write something right now. Just say a kind of melange of all the stuff we've seen and people will go, okay, like like we're in a hypnotic state in a Hollywood business uh, you know, meeting room and just lying on a chair looking at nothing. Our and then the tank, up. Yeah. And then the tank uh, gets hit by a, a missile. And they, yes, yes, go on, yes, with a notepad. Guy from EA. The planes fly overhead and everyone's cheering. Yes, of course, of course, of course. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I love some World War II stuff. It's the thing we're most exposed to. Do you think it'll ever not be? It's just such a good war. The enemies had skulls on their heads, yeah. like in the Mitchell and Webb sketch. I mean, narratively speaking, you couldn't have asked for a better war than the Second World War. Yeah, a definite the end. Clear... The villain shot himself in his head oh, in a bunker. Clear villain. Clear bad guys. Yeah. Um... The 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 definitive uh, costume differences. The enemy's in grey, we're in green. Yes. The Russians are brown. The the cavalry of the Americans joining the fight. The 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 moments of of doubt. Dunkirk. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, the great the, the the great sacrifices made for the final victory. It's it's all there. Yeah. It's all there. The 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 the, the escape Nazi. So possible sequel in South yeah, America. Yeah, they're out there. They're still out there. So there's a franchise. There's a there universe a- to explore. <laughs> you saw a member of the franchise on the tube. I, I did. I saw that <laughs> on the tube, of course, yeah. Um, part of that immersive extended universe World War II is working on right That's now. right. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I think it's- Disney Plus have rights. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like secret cinema. 
There's Nazis everywhere. Wow. It's real. It's like it's real. Whereas the Korean War still going. It's not even over. Yeah. You must forget Very the unsatisfying. None of the crazy villains in funny uniforms died. They just made friends with China. Yeah. And it just kind of went, oh, it sort of fizzled out. Yeah, I just kind of forget about it. I mean... Bits of it were insane. Human wave attacks by China on, like, fortified military positions and things. Like, crazy stuff happened. Mm-hmm. But that's not enough to stick it in our heads after we've all had Second World War. You need to, you need to land the ending. <laughs> you, do have to la- <laughs> you do have to land the ending, that's right. Yeah, so I, I I think we're going to be talking about World War Two until World War Three. Until World War Three. Yeah, yeah that's the, all. All that will end it. It will be the 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 next step. This next yeah. step up. Yeah, and it's annoying because now all military uniforms are the same color and really boring. The craziest villains just wear like suits like everyone else. Really boring. It's mostly. like what's happened to WWE. They used to be <laughs> characters and costumes. <laughs> now it's all just the same looking guy in some black trunks. So. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whereas now you just see, like, we're kind of, oh, they're trying to kind of uh, restart it a bit with Kim Jong Un and his sinister <laughs> black kind of, uh, uh, what do you call that? Yeah, what do you call that? Smock, com- communist kind of jacket, kind of, kind of collarless smock thing. What is that? Yeah, but like you also could be an elevator attendant. Yeah, you could you could work in a very expensive. <laughs> Uh, you look like a bellhop, but like a, an evil one. Evil bellhop, I guess, is how, how I would describe Kim Jong-un's wardrobe. Evil, <laughs> evil maitre d' of a, high, a rare sushi restaurant. Uh, evil guy who welcomes you near the kind of um, yeah. screens, the decorative screens at the front of the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the one. Kim Jong-un's jacket. Do you think we can buy some? We can have some? I'm sure. I'm sure if you go down to a costume shop, it'll be... Uh, what would the name be? Nuclear Asian. <laughs> uh, that's something conservative. Um, the conservatives have been concerned about the decline of the nuclear Asian. <laughs> that's right. In recent decades, that's what people said. Is that the left hate the nuclear Asian? <laughs> Ironically, they don't. They really don't. But yeah. They hate the nuclear Asian. Nuclear Asian. Fat famine man. I can find a version of it on Smithy's. It's called Dictator Costume. Grey with trousers and jacket, but no help there with the name of what it is. It's called Dictator Costume. Dictator Costume. (laughs) I like there's a Maid Marian costume, but it's just called Medieval Maid. (laughs) And it's like, well, that's not what it is. Robin of the Hood costume. Why have they gone? Also, yeah, those are not under copyright. That's the worst. You can the say Robin thing. Hood. You can say Robin Hood. You can say Robin Hood. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing. You, no one owns the name Maid Marian. I don't think the, <laughs> I don't think the Robin Hood estate is going to come down on you. <laughs> yeah, well, if they did, they'd have to take the money and give it back. <laughs> very good. Very good. You know, they're going to a good place. Yes. What clothes do they wear in North Korea? The hanbok is a traditional dress. The hanbok. What is that? Oh, no, it's like a girl's traditional dress. There's weird clothes that countries wear once a year where they do a dance. They've mm. banned jeans. You know what's creepiest about North Korea is that the, 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 the distinction between it and South Korea and how yeah. they're obviously the same people yeah. but are 
completely different because of this, this ideology and the madness and the totalitarian state. And yeah. it's just so creepy to be able to see what a difference in life standard and just mental health and just sanity yeah. is just all human made. So much is artificial, yeah. Yeah. It's not something inherent at all. You, and it's like a perfect experiment for that. Yeah, it's fucking mad. Well, the fact that like, apparently in the South, one of the ways you can tell if someone's North Korean or like they like well, watch out for like North Korean spies or something, is because the Korean they speak is like hasn't changed very much. Well, like it's ye olde Korean. Well, it's like it's from the it's from the World War Two. Oh wow! So they're walking around going like, "Gee whiz, fella!" And it's like, "Oh, that's mm, so creepy." Yeah, man. And then they've like obviously it's evolved like, on like, a different like tangent. They're in fallout, like they've just yeah been in a bunker for 50 years that's it yeah like uh, some colonial english is a bit like that Ugh, that's creepy. so weird right let's see long black jacket yeah they keep, everyone just sort of calls it jackets or like mao suits it's yeah. called a mao suit yeah mao suit sounds about oh right. there you go okay yeah he mao rocked a, suit he rocked a mao suit old mao what fashion history mao suit yeah i mean Everyone just seems fairly... Uh, its precise origins are hard to pin down. There you go. In the early years of the 20th century, as an alternative to the long gown uh, and West and the Western suit with collar and tie, several different styles began to be worn by Chinese men. But the, the so mouse, it's called like a student suit. But so it's also sort of a bit Stalin-esque. It's also, it's also yeah. like a... It's a where, where did that communist design come from for jackets for those button-up kind of tight jackets well they're very it's similar like a worker kind of thing right? it's a worker thing and it's very similar to military kit as well where they were like well these guys are going to be rolling around in the woods but there's no reason not to have a collar and loads of buttons because <laughs> they just couldn't fucking let go of that <laughs> yeah his outrageous outfits kim jong-un's outrageous he's got a pinstripe mao jacket now that is a weird mashup what's yeah. more corporate than a pinstripe yeah North Korea, North Korea. I mean, like, they have a famine now. I think apparently, it's, apparently it's going to be bad. It's going to be almost as bad as the nineties. I think North Korea. Yeah, they've had a lot of typhoons and stuff, and um, they can't ever really ask for aid, not publicly. So they also yeah. don't want help. <laughs> Certainly not public help. I think I think in a few decades' time, like the the, the world's kind of apathy towards the people of North Korea will be a, a great point of shame. I think so, but then it's a, it's always that thing of just no one having a clue what's going on in there. Like, how do you infiltrate a country where it's like South Koreans couldn't infiltrate it? But yeah, but I think there'll be in, there'll be a point in a couple of decades when we find out how they've been, how the North Koreans have been living, and we'll be like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, that, there was that guy who's like a sergeant in their border guard force, which is like quite an elite force, and he's a sergeant in it, you know, right? So you'd expect him to have a pretty good life because mm. they like food and rations and like how you live is all just based on what you do in society like for the government and he escaped south korea and he got shot loads of times but he survived but they pumped his stomach and it was full of like hus corn husks and stuff like he was eating like the stuff you'd eat if you were lost in the woods like mm. not good stuff and they've he had like 26 tapeworms oh yeah so many tapeworms he had oh my god yeah these people are not well god poor people do you think if they get unwell enough, South Korea would just invade? It's like, you're all sick. Mm, but then well, you, you don't need to be very sick to set up a nuke, do you? That's the that's thing. That's, it's just while they've got the nukes, they're not going to transit, are they? You can see why other countries want nukes. They look at North Korea and they're like, you let him do it. <laughs> wow, 
well, it's not the same, Billy. He has nukes. <laughs> and they just see the amount of fucking around that North Korea gets away with. And they're just like, I want some of that. I want some of that juice. I want some of that juice. Who wouldn't? Stuff. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want a nuke? If Budpod had a nuke. Oh, we'd forget be top it. of the charts. BF52 would be the least of our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, top of the charts. Yeah. We expect to be the most well-reviewed podcast on iTunes. You have 24 hours. <laughs> Uh, yeah, America and the UK have to come together for the Bud Pod nuclear deal. <laughs> how do we, how we, how do we step back the, the, the purification of uranium at PS flat? Have <laughs> <laughs> to send inspectors to your bathroom yeah. and stuff. They have to de-escalate. Because <laughs> uh, Bud Pod claimed for years that we were just enriching uranium for peaceful purposes, trying to set up servers to host all our content. Yeah, how yeah. the electricity? That we, yeah, we for for years we said we were enriching uranium to for our, our tat factories. Yeah, for, uh, help to power tat factories, help to help to industrialize Bud Pod. Yeah, it's one yeah. of the, it's one of the last podcasts to industrialize, <laughs> and it's just not fair to hold it to to a different standard, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh man! Well, we'll work on that, everyone. Don't tell the UN. Don't tell them. How long have we been talking for? I've just realized that... We're, we're pretty much done. Wow! Because normally I'm looking straight at my sc- my computer screen and it's got the clock right there. But now I'm now I'm freewheeling. I'm, I'm falling bungee-less through time. <laughs> no idea where I am. I cover the time counter and stuff uh, at the gym. You cover it? You don't I like don't it? like to see... I, 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 I just... There's nothing worse than when you're absolutely exhausted on a machine. Yeah. And you just see these seconds like... Oozing yeah, it's, it's, by it's so slowly. Yeah, it's good. It's good tip. When Just you're cover it. Bring a piece of tape. Um, um, thanks, um, thanks again to everyone who came to the London Palladium. Yeah, good Saturday. to see you guys. I really appreciate it. It's lovely to have you in there. I hope you had a nice time. Yeah, thanks for coming, guys, and thanks for downloading. Much love. See you next time. See you next time, Koji guys. Bye. Bye.